Hey friends, welcome back to the Preacher's Devo Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Messina. The Preacher's Devo Podcast is designed for those seeking some devotional thought on certain biblical truths and doctrines of the faith. Throughout the podcast, I offer an analysis of the content found in the Heidelberg Catechism. I have picked the Heidelberg Catechism for its easy-to-follow structure of what are called 52 Lord's Days. Altogether, the Heidelberg Catechism consists of 129 questions and answers, all concerning doctrines of the Christian faith. This week, we are in episode number 20, and therefore in Lord's Day number 20. As a way of reminder, we have been talking about the second member of the Trinity for a few weeks now, and today... We begin talking about the third person of the Trinity, that is, the Holy Spirit. Back in Lord's Day number 7, we talked about what is called the Apostles' Creed. The Apostles' Creed is Trinitarian in nature. In other words, it highlights God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Since it has been a while since we have explored that, or read the Apostles' Creed, let me read that as a way of reminder. It begins like this. I believe in God the Father, Almighty Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only begotten Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit. There is the Holy Spirit right there, and we're going to be talking about Him today. Born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day He rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge, <clears throat> excuse me, the living and the dead. And finally, where we begin today is the third part of the Apostles' Creed, which says this, I believe the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of the saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Now, that is a mouthful. And by the way, we're only going to focus on the very first phrase of the Apostles' Creed here, the third paragraph, which says, I believe in the Holy Spirit. Then we will be talking about the Holy Catholic Church, and we'll explain to you what Catholic means and so forth and so on, and we'll talk about communion, forgiveness of sins, resurrection, and also eternal life. So let's talk about the Holy Spirit. The Heidelberg Catechism begins with this question in Lord's Day number 20. What do you believe concerning the Holy Spirit? The answer given is, First, that He is co-eternal God with the Father and the Son. Second, that He's also given unto me. By true faith makes me a partaker of Christ and all His benefits. He comforts me and shall abide with me forever. So note that the Holy Spirit is referred to as co-eternal with God the Father and God the Son. In other words, the Holy Spirit has always been and always will be. He has all of the qualities of the first and second members of the Trinity. Now, if we go back to creation, we know that the Holy Spirit is present there. This is in the very first chapter of the Bible. Genesis 1-2 says, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God, His Ruach in the Hebrew, was hovering over the face of the water. Attesting also to the fact that the Holy Spirit was a creation, Isaiah chapter 48, verse 16 says, Come near to me, hear this. I have... I have not spoken in secret from the beginning, from the time that I was. I was there, and now the Lord God and His Spirit have sent me. Notice that the mention to the Spirit is there. Here at this juncture, I would like to take a little side trip with you. This side trip is mainly to address the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. For those who may not be familiar, the study of the Holy Spirit is called pneumatology. 
To talk about the doctrine of pneumatology, I would like to now turn to Dr. Norman Geisler's Volume 2 of Systematic Theology. I believe he offers great insight onto this doctrine and gives us a thorough biblical informed view of the Holy Spirit. First, we begin with the deity of the Holy Spirit. He says this, that the Holy Spirit is God, equal in power, attributes, and glory with the Father and the Son, just as I had mentioned, and is clear from many, that is clear from many verses in Scripture. The deity of the Holy Spirit is indicated by His possessing the names of God, having the attributes of God, performing the acts of God, and His association with God in benedictions and baptismal baptismal formulas. This last reference, of course, referring to Jesus Christ's baptism and also the fact that when Jesus left earth, or should I say prior to his ascension, he gave his disciples what we now know as the Great Commission. And the Great Commission, they're highlighting a triune formula where Jesus commanded his disciples to baptize new disciples in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. What's interesting to note is that throughout the Bible, the Holy Spirit is referred to as God. He's also referred to as Lord. He's also referred to as God's Spirit and also as the Eternal Spirit. In Hebrews 9.14 is the attestation of the fact that he is the Eternal Spirit. Then here, uh, giving credence to the response of the Heidelberg Catechism that he is co-eternal with God the Father and the Son. So that answers the first part of the answer of the Heidelberg Catechism. Now to the second part, which says that he was also given unto me, that is where it becomes a little more personal for us as believers. Again, the Heidelberg Catechism says that he is given unto me by true faith, and he makes me a partaker of Christ and all his benefits, and he comforts me and shall abide with me forever. A lot of me's in ref being referenced there, so definitely highlighting the personal nature of the Holy Spirit as it comes to his relation to the believer. Here, 1 Corinthians 3.16 is given, which says, Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Which is also repeated in 1 Corinthians 6.19, which says, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? What we do know is that throughout the Bible, the Holy Spirit indwelt believers. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit indwells special folks that God chose to deliver his people or to accomplish special tasks for his people. In the New Testament, all believers are said to have the Holy Spirit. And we know of that great day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 where the Holy Spirit descends upon the church. The Holy Spirit in the book of Luke is given to us as a promise. Here Luke says in chapter 24 verse 49, he says, And behold, I am sending you the promise of my Father. Now, this promise, again, is the Holy Spirit. And then we know, what we know is that Luke is related to the book of Acts. So in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, the um, author of the Gospel of Luke, which is the same author of the book of Acts, says this in chapter eight, 1, verse 8, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. What we also learn from the Holy Scriptures is that the Holy Spirit has sealed us. This is a special relationship that we have as believers with the Spirit of God. 2 Corinthians 1, 21-22 says, Now he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God, who has also sealed us and given us the Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. Now this guarantee is closely tied to our salvation. 
Which brings now us to another passage in Scripture, this time from the book of Romans in chapter 8. Listen to what it says. Verse 16. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and fellow heirs with Christ, provided that we suffer with Him in order that we may also be glorified with Him. In other words, how do we know that we are Christ followers, that we are true believers? Well, the Holy Spirit of God testifies with our spirit that we are, that we belong to God. And just to seal the deal, here's another passage that talks about the Spirit testifying with our spirit that we belong to God. It is, of course, phrased a little different, but this is 1 John chapter 4, verse 13. It says, By this we know that we abide in Him and He in us, because He has given us His Spirit. So what are we to do in light of the Holy Spirit? We are to walk with Him. Acts chapter 9, verse 31 says, Then the churches throughout all Judea and Gal- Galilee and Samaria had peace and were edified. And listen to what it says, And walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. So we are to walk in the Holy Spirit. Paul also talks about walking in the Spirit in Romans chapter 8 in greater detail. And finally, I would be remiss if I did not mention the fact that in Scripture, the Holy Spirit, especially in the New Testament, in the book of John, the Gospel of John, the Holy Spirit is mentioned as a helper. John 14, 6 says, I will pray the Father, this is Jesus saying, that he will give you another helper, that he might abide with you forever. God is so gracious to us that he has given the Holy Spirit as our personal helper. And I end with this verse from Romans 15, 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, folks, that's all for the Preacher's Devo podcast, episode number 20. And until our next podcast, stay encouraged, encourage others, and keep growing in Christ. Feel free to share this podcast and subscribe. We'll see you next time.